Begin the current daf mesach. This nazar daf mem dalit. Begin twelve lines down from the top of the amud. The gemara continues with the next mishnah. Again, which continues on the theme of the previous mishnahis and the mish- actually the mishnah that opened up this parak shleishaminin. The the mishnah here actually reiterates that same halacha as a way of introduction to the contrast of these three halachas. As the mishnah says, shleishaminin asurin benazar. There are three types of things that a nazar is prohibited in. They are hatuma, the prohibition of coming in contact with someone that's tameh lemes. In other words, coming in contact with a mace that's making him tummy. Vataglachas and the prohibition of cutting off his hair. And Vayetzim and the prohibition of consuming things which are derivatives from the grapevine. Now, the Mishnah now discusses and contrasts these three different Isurim. Chaymer There's a stringency that applies to the Isra of Tumah and of cutting off the hair. Mibayetzim More than which applies to the Isra of consuming wine. Because regarding Tumah and cutting the ear, they demolish. They take away time that he has already served in his Naziris. Tumah, as it says in the passage, if it becomes Tumah, it starts over, he has to start over from the beginning. And Teglachas, it says for at least 30 days. Whereas the Gemara had explained in the previous stuff that when he finishes his Naziris, the Teglachas, the hair cutting, has to cut an amount of hair of 30 days. So, yeah, if it took 100 in Naziris, it's not going to be Seisr HaKol like Baitama, but it's still Seisr, because when the hair is cut in the middle of the Naziris, you're going to at least have to start over the amount that you'll have 30 days worth when you're finished. But Vayetim Nagefen ain't a Seisr. If a person violates his Isab Naziris and drinks wine, he violated Naziris, but he doesn't have to start over. It's not Seisr any of his days of his Naziris. Now the Mishnah continues, But there is a stringency that the consumption of wine has over the Isra of Tumah and Taglachas. Because regards to the Isra of consuming something that's a derivative from the grapevine, there there is no permissibility whatsoever within the framework of that Isra. For example, if let's say the person has mitzvah wine, Whereas the Gemara explained on Daf Gimel is a reference to, if let's say he took a shvua to drink wine and then he took a naziris, then the iser of the drinking of the wine will apply to both rishus and even to the mitzvah wine. Meaning, although there's a mitzvah to fulfill a shvua, there's no heter whatsoever. Whereas, however, we find clear exceptions that are permitted in the iser of tumah and taglachas, where we find there are certain areas of mitzvah that do permit cutting of the hair and coming in contact with a dead person. Where regards to Tumah, if there's a mace mitzvah, which means say that no one there to bury him, then the Nazar is permitted to go ahead and become Tameh. And so too, when the Nazar is a mitzvah, that Taglachas, as we explained in the previous staff, and the word Mirayshe teaches that he could cut his hair. So therefore there are exceptions by Tumah and Taglachas, but there is no such exception by Yain, by the Isra of Yitzim Nagefen. Now, Bochemer Betumah Mibetaglachas. There's a stringency that Tumah has over when his hair is cut during his Naziris, where although both of them is Saiser, but Tumah Saiseris is Hakoil, Vachayavin Alao Karben. Two stringencies. When a person becomes Tumah Melev as Naziris, whatever amount he had counted, if he took a Naziris of a, a thousand days, no matter if he's day 999, if he becomes Tumah, it undoes everything. We, and additionally, he, after he purifies himself, before he resumes his Nazirus of Tahara, he has to bring a carbon. Whereas if a Taklachas, if someone has his hair cut in the middle of his Nazirus, 
in a Seyseris Elishloishim, it does demolish, it takes away some of the times that he had kept, but only for the amount of 30 days. And Ve'in Chayyav Carbon, he's not liable for a carbon, he just has to count those 30 days so that he has 30 days worth of here when he does Tzaglach HaShal Mitzvah. Now the Gemara asks, in the way of questioning, as a way of clarifying the halachas of our Mishnah. As the Gemara begins, Although we said in the Mishnah that Tumat and Taglachas have what's called Hotr which means say that it's, in the, it's categorical, categorically permitted, and which case, is, as we said in the Mishnah, is the case of Mace Mitzvah, which is if no one's there to bury that person, then the Nazar, though he can't be metamit to anyone, even his seven close relatives, for the Mace Mitzvah he could. On that, the Gemara asked that actually the Nazar's Isra of Tumas should not be categorically permitted because Kavachaymer Miyayim, we can learn as a Kavachaymer from wine. Whereas, and that's what Kavachaymer means to say, if something more Kal has that stringency, for sure that which is Mochamer has that stringency because Umayayin Shein Isaiser, if by wine, where if you violate that Isra of consuming wine during your Naziris, it doesn't demolish, doesn't take away any of the days that you had kept up until now, so it's Kal. And still, there's no permissibility whatsoever, categorically, to drink wine during the Naziris. So Tumash, so Tumah, which is more stringent, it's more hammer, in the sense that if you become Tummy in the middle of the Naziris, it knocks away all the days that you kept up until now. Shouldn't it shouldn't have that stringency that wine has, that categorically it should not be permitted to become Tummy as a Nazar? So that the Gemara says, that's what the Pasuk teaches in Bamidbar. That says, The Nazar is like a kind gadol. He cannot become tummy to his father, to his mother. Now, that's an extra pasik because the pasik already said, No dead person is he allowed to come in contact with. So, this that it says, What's it necessary for? So, that's what the Gemara explains. It specifically reiterates his close relatives, his father and his mother, he cannot. Avil, it's the inference that's coming to tell us the Chiddush, but he could make himself Tamei, although he's a Nazar, to someone that doesn't have anyone to bury him. And therefore, although yes, there should be a Kabbalah but that's what the Pasuk is teaching us, that he could be Metam himself. Now the Gemara asks, now the other way, the Yayin Yutr So wine should be categorically have a permissibility for it, like in the case of Mitzvah, just like we say by Taglachas, and we say by Tuma. Is the Hutam is by mitzvah, so too we should say by wine. Kavachem as a Kavachem from Tumma. Where Umatama she says, if Tumma, which is Saiser, it undoes whatever it counted up until now. So it's Chamer, yet Hutramachlala, and still has the leniency of having something categorically permitted when you come in contact with a mace mitzvah. So Yain Sheina Saiser, so wine, which is not Saiser, which is Kal. Isn't it definitely it should have that leniency that it, that it should be have something categorically permitted by it? That on my crowd, that's what the Gemara says. The Pasuk says, yazir, which as we explained in the previous daf and Gimel, that this is a seemingly superfluous Pasuk, because it already said whatever is called Yitzim Nagef and whatever comes out of the grapevine is forbidden, which obviously includes wine and old wine. What is that coming to teach? Lesser Yayin Mitzik Yayin Rishos to say that the Nazar is not only permitted in wine that is permissible, but even wine that is a mitzvah for him to drink, whereas we explained where he took a shvu beforehand, even that is going to be forbidden. Yes, although Kabbalah should say that he should be permitted in Yayin Shal Mitzvah, that's what the Pasuk is teaching that he's forbidden. So the Gemara continues. 
Wine, the consumption of wine during one's Naziris, should be says for all the days that he kept up until now. I should have to count over. Because if Tama, which has the leniency, where it has something categorically permitted to become Tame during his Naziris, still says there has the stringency of that it says or whatever you counted up until now. So is a wine which is more stringent. That it doesn't have something categorically permitted in it, Loikoshkin Shiister, isn't it a Kalvachimer that it should have the stringency of that it should be say so whatever you counted up until now? That's what the Pasik teaches, Vayam Harishainim Yiplu. That the first days that he had counted up until now will fall by the wayside, as the Pasik says, Why ki Tommy Nizray? Because he became Tommy as a Naz as a as a Nazir, which that teaches Tumas Aisaris, that only becoming impure, that undoes the days that you counted, Vainayain Saisar. And although Kabbalah Chemir says that it should, but that's what the drush or the inference is telling you, but the consumption of wine is not Saisar. Gemara continues asking, When one has his hair cut during his Naziris, which is forbidden, it should undo everything that he counted up until now. Where, although we said that it's 30 days, the Gemara is asking it should be everything. Why? Kabbalah Chemir if we find by where there's a certain leniency by Tuma, where if someone that makes a Nazar Tame, a Nazar is not allowed to become Tame, but let's say someone else makes him Tame, he throws a dead person at him, so he doesn't get lashes, we don't make the Mitame, the one who's making him Tame, as the person who becomes Tame, where the one who becomes Tame, the Nazar himself, he gets punished if he makes himself Tame, whereas someone else that makes him Tame doesn't get lashes. And still, still has the stringency of undoing everything that he counted up until now. So, so regarding the hair cutting of the Nazar, where someone else that cuts the Nazar's hair does get lashes, as the Gemara will later on bring from a Pasig. So they made the, the barber like the one who's getting the haircut. So it has that stringency. Isn't that when Taglachas happens to the Nazar, it should undo everything? And that Amakra, the Pasik says, like we said before, the whatever he counted up until now, the first days will fall by the wayside, ki Nizri, because he made his Nizir's Tame, which is Tumasakal. It's only Tuma that demolishes Vain Taglachas but Taglachas does not demolish everything. Although it does have 30 days, that we said it's just because he needs to have 30 days worth of here to be cut when he does his concluding processions. Now the Gemara asked on what we just said. But the Tuma one of the svaras we said was that, oh, Tumah is more lenient because the metame is not like the mitame, like the one who's becoming tame, and still it's Seseris HaKal. So by Teklachas, where you make the Megalech like the Mogulach, so then you should definitely say it. And that the Gemara is asking, why do you say that? Actually, by, by the Halachas of Tumah, you should make the one who's being metame, the Nazar, like the Nazar being metame himself. From haircutting. If by the haircut. Where when the Nazar gets his haircut, it only undoes 30 days. So that's a leniency. And still we say that the one who cuts the Nazar's hair is like the Nazar cutting his own hair and he gets lashes. So Tomashi says, where it has the stringency that all the days fall by the wayside. Isn't it a kabochem that we should say that the one who makes him tummy should be like the Nazar making himself tummy, where he should get lashes? So that I'm a crow, that's what the Pasik says, the Time Roish Nizre, and that he because he made the head of his Naziris tummy, 
which tells us that the Torah is only warning someone that makes his own head Tameh and not someone else who makes him Tameh. And therefore, someone else who makes him Tameh is not going to get lashes because it's only when he's metame Rosh Nizri. So now the Gemara asks the other way. So therefore then by haircutting, we should not say that one who gives the haircut should be like the Nazar himself getting the haircut. If Tama, which is stringent, where whatever you counted up until now when you become Tama, it undoes it. Still, we didn't say the one who makes him Tama is like the Nazar himself becoming Tama. So regarding hair cutting, where it's only six or 30 days, isn't the that we shouldn't say the barber should be like the one who gets the haircut and therefore he shouldn't get lashes? That's what the Pasik says. Tar lo yaver al reish. It says, unlike the terminology by Tame, where it's reish nizr, here it just says that a razor should not go over his head, which it sounds like it shouldn't go over his head, whether it's him doing it or someone else. And therefore, Kribe, we, 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 we pronounce regarding this Pasik. Lo yavrehu, he shouldn't put the razor over his head. But lo and neither should he do it to anyone else. A razor shouldn't go over Nazar's head, whether the Nazar is doing it or someone else is doing it. Now the Gemara continues what we were discussing before. Now, if someone, if a Nazar has his hair cut off, they're, 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 regarding the is of Teglachas, there shouldn't be any exception. Where we said there is an exception regarding Mitzayra, that's a Nazar too, that he's allowed to cut off his hair. On that, the Gemara is asking, he shouldn't have any categorical exception, even for a mitzvah. should be regarding wine, where it has a leniency that it's not says or anything that you did up until now. Yet still, still has a stringency of that. There's no categorical exception. Even a yayin shal mitzvah is forbidden. So regarding hair cutting, which undoes at least 30 days, so it has the stringency, so isn't it a Kabbalah Chemish have the stringency that it shouldn't have any categorical permissibility? On that, Amrachman, the Torah says, Reishai, and Amrachman Zikanaya. Torah says, although already said that he can't cut off any of his hair, it says, Reishai and Zikanay, which again the Gemara teaches on the previous staff, that comes to tell you why does it have this redundancy? Why does it say in the Pasig that on the seventh day, when the, he's becoming Tahar, it says, Yigalech, as Kal Sa'ari, should cut off all his hair, as Reishe, as Akane, as Gabas Enim, as Kal Sa'ari, Galech, Chibas, as Begadav, Rechaz, Besar, Mayim, Atar, why is the Pasuk come to specify Reishe and Zikanai? Says, as Gemara explained, to tell you uh, that it's permissible when he is Mitzayra to cut off even the, the beard and the hair, although generally when he's a Nazar, he's not allowed to cut it off. Here it's coming to say, but if he's a Mitzayra and there's a Nazar, He's allowed to observe a specific pasuk that tells you that, yes, although Kabbalah Chemish should tell us that even in the place of mitzvah, he shouldn't be allowed to, pasuk teaches that the Nazar has an exception for Teglachas in the case of Mitzayra. Now, the Gemara asks, V'Teglachas le'tister klal. Now, we should make a Kabbalah that Teglachas, when a Nazar has a haircut during his Naziris, it shouldn't undo any of the days he counted up until now. It's a Kabbalah from wine. Where if regarding the consumption of wine, where there's no ex- there's no exception whatsoever, and a nasaiser, and it doesn't undo anything, so so even though it has the stringency of that, there's no exception. It's not saiser. So regarding the hair cutting, where 
there is an exception, as we just proved, there is a permissibility. So in addition, Leitzister isn't a Kabbalah that if it's more lenient, she have the leniency of that it's not a or anything. So I think my answer is, you're right, but in the Gidl Sar, as we explained in the previous daf, you, when you finish your Naziris, you have to have a Teklachas. A hair cutting has to have of an, of an amount of a Stam Naziris, which is 30 days, so you need to have a growth of hair, Boleka. So you're right, maybe Kavachim would tell you that it shouldn't be Saiser. But it has to be Saiser because you have to have 30 days worth of hair. And if you don't have the hair, then you can't do a Teklachas. So then the Gemara asks, well then, let wine be Saiser at least 30 days, Kavachim and Teklachas. Because a mataglachas, if we find by here cutting shuhuch machlala, where it has a leniency that there's a categorical exception. And still say, Sarah still it undoes 30 days worth of Yenaziris. So Yain Shlahut Machlala is regarding wine, which doesn't have any exception. There's no way that it's permitted during Naziris. And it's stringent to any din shiister, isn't it Kabochaimer that should have the stringency of demolishing 30 days worth of Yenaziris? So I think my answer is, but Midhud Taimer Elamisham Gidl Sar, what do you learn from a Kabochaimer from the Glachas? What's the whole reason why Teglachas requires a 30-day delay? That's only because you need to have the here. sorry. But by wine, even if you drink, maybe Kabochemer should say, but what's the Kabochemer? There it's because, not intrinsically, it's only because you need to have a growth of 30 days. And if the here was cut, you don't have that. Here, when you drink wine, you have the here, you didn't touch the here. And therefore, there's no requirement of waiting, of being safe for 30 days by the consumption of wine. I think it continues on Talmud Bays where it begins the next Mishnah, and it says, regarding this halacha of Tumah, that we said is one of the three halachas that applies, which is forbidden for uh, Nazar, so then the Mishnah asks, Taglachas Tumah Ketzad, and as we've mentioned this before, there's something called Taglachas Tara, Taglachas Tumah, Taglachas Tara is when the Nazar concludes his Naziris, then he has to, is a mitzvah to cut off his hair. Then there's something called Taglachas of Tumah, which is a case when the Nazar becomes Tameh, which he's not allowed to, but if he becomes Tameh, then what is the hair-cutting procedure that he goes through, which then when he finishes that, then he actually starts over his Naziris again. So what is that procedure like? So the Mishnah says, so he became Tameh. Now, he has to wait seven days. On day three, he gets sprayed by the Paraduma ashes, and then on day seven again. Now, on day seven is when he cuts off his hair, whereas the Pasuk says, tarasa, and the day that it becomes Tar, which is on day seven, when he finally finished his being sprayed, so then on that day is when he cuts up his hair. maybe and then he brings his carbonus, which on day eight he brings two tyrim, two turtle doves, and a keves, uh, a, 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 a sheep for uh, as a, as an asham, where that is something as as the pasuk tells us that that's on the on the on the eighth day. So that is what ha, what ha, his procedure goes three and seven. He had sprayed. Day seven, he cuts his hair, and then on day eight is when he brings his karbanas, and that's when he starts over. Now, but the Mishnah says, let's say he didn't cut his hair on day seven, but rather on day eight, maybe karbanas, but says, you could still bring your karbanas on that day, on day eight. You don't have to say that, oh, it has to be the day after the hair cutting, where although you could cut on day seven, if you didn't, you cut on day eight, you could still bring your karbanas on that day. On that, only Reb Tavern, Reb Tavern said, Reb Kiva, wait a second. Why is this halacha of the Nazar of Taglachas of Tama any different than halachas of Mitzayr? Where it says in the parasha of Mitzayr that he first cuts his hair, and then there's a second time that he cuts his hair, where it says, On the seventh day, he cuts all his hair. He washes his clothing. Then he, 
he washes himself, he immerses himself in the mikvah and it becomes tar. Then it says on day eight is he brings the base tayr and bekivsa. He brings the, the female kevas and two turtle doves. That's on day eight. Now on that Reb Tafran says to Reb Kiva, he says, I heard from you that you said by Mitzayra, where if he didn't cut his hair on day seven, and that's what he's supposed to do on day eight is bring his karbanas. Rather, if he cuts his hair on day eight, you said that then he has to bring his karbanas only, if he cuts his hair on day eight, he can only bring his karbanas on day nine. So why is it any different over here by the Nazar, which seemingly they have the same type of procedures, where here you're saying that if he didn't cut his hair on day seven, rather day eight, he could still bring his karbanas on day eight. So Amalai, so Bikiva said to Abtarfan, he says, Regarding a Nazar, his purification process is contingent on days, meaning on the sev- third and the seventh day when he gets sprayed, and on the seventh day when he immerses himself in the mikvah. Now, therefore, since he became tar on day seven, even though he didn't cut his hair until day eight, he could bring his karbanas on day eight, because his purification didn't depend on the hair cutting, but rather on the days. Now, you have to bring a carbon when you're tar. Now, he's tar on day eight. The hair cutting is just a procedure, but it's not what creates the tar. But regarding his purification of someone that had saras, a neg on his body, actually is contingent on the hair cutting. Because as the Pasuk says, that on the seventh day, he cuts off all his hair. Then it says, and he immerses himself in the mikvah and becomes tar. Now, but what that tells us is that if let's say he immersed before he didn't yet cut his hair, then actually the tefillah of the immersion in the mikvah doesn't help at all. Now therefore, that's why if he cuts his hair on day 8, he has to still wait since it's part of the purification process because you can't even tevil yet until you do the hair cutting. So therefore, on day 8 you're cutting the hair, you're going to have to tevil, and then you're going to have to wait for Herav Shemesh for sundown. Now that's why you can't bring your karbanas until the ninth day because as the Mishnah says, the You can't bring a carbon until you have sundown. Because even though you went to the mikvah, you're called a tefil yayim. There's still some tumor that you have until sundown. So therefore, he says, yes, good question, but there's a fundamental difference regarding the tahara of mitzayra and that of the nazar tameh. Nazar tameh, although they both have being sprayed and then bringing their karbanas, and then on day seven, uh, cutting the hair and immersing the mikvah, and then day eight, bringing their karbanas, but by nazar tameh, his tahara is actually not dependent on his hair cutting, but rather on the days. So if he immerses himself on day 7, even if he cuts hair on day 8, he could go ahead and bring his karbanas. Whereas by the Mitzayra, his tahara, as you see from the wording and the sequence in the Pasuk, depends on the hair cutting, then the tefillah, and then the karbanas. So therefore, if he's cutting his hair on day 8, the tefillah that he did on day 7 didn't work. He's going to have to table on day 8. So he's still at full yoyim. He didn't have sundown yet. And since he didn't have sundown yet, he can't bring his karbanas. He needs to first have hair of shemesh. And then his kapara can be brought the next day on day 9. Now the Gemara asks, Did Reb Tarfin accept Reb Kiva's response in why Nazar is different and that actually you cannot bring your carbon, that you could bring your carbon on day 8 even though you only cut your hair that day? Or does he not? So on that the Gemara says, Let's bring a raya from the following Bryce that Hill taught. Hill said, If a Nazar that was tummy cut his hair on day 8, maybe carbonized, but she, he brings his carbonized on day 9. So the Gemara says, if you would entertain to say that Rabbi Tarifin accepted Rabbi Kiva's point, so then this Bryce is not like anybody because 
he should be able to bring his karbanas on the eighth day, which you're saying Rav Tafin agrees to Rav Kiva, and everyone agrees it can be brought on day eight. Now, two points the Rosh just points out is that the Gemara assumes that, A, first of all, this Bryce is talking about a Nazar Tameh, which it doesn't say that in the Bryce itself. Moreover, that the, the, this Bryce was taught after the Mishnayis, because all Mishnayis were taught before Bryce's, and if that's the case, where we have Reb Kiva and Reb Tafin, and if you're saying Reb Tafin agreed to Reb Kiva, so then this Bryce is not like any one, because according to both of them, it would be allowed to be brought on day eight and not to have to wait for day nine. So therefore, the Gemara wants to prove that obviously Reb Tafin did not agree to this argument of Reb Kiva, and therefore he held that you would have to wait for day nine just the way it is by Metzairah. On that, Amar Rabbi says, Loikasha. No, it's not a difficulty. Not necessarily the case. Could be Reb Tafin did accept what Rebbe Kiva's point was. But, ha, the Tav the case of our Mishnah is talking about, where he immersed himself on day seven. So although he didn't cut his hair on day seven, he went to the mikvah. Now, therefore, as, we, as Rebbe Kiva responded in the Mishnah, that works, because the Torah is totally beyamim. And you, if you count seven days and you go to the mikvah on day seven, together with your Hazalis on Shlish and Shvi, so then you could go ahead and bring your Karbanas day eight, even though you only cut your hair that day. Ha, the Brisa that Hill taught is the Loi Tavl as we actually didn't immerse himself on day 7 until day 8. And therefore, since on day 8 is the first time when he's immersing himself in the mikveh, he's considered Tful Yom, and the Tful Yom can't bring his karbanas, and that's why he would have to wait for day 9. Now the rush wonders, then why did Beis Hills, why did Hill say it in the way of that he cuts his hair on day 8, even if he cuts his hair on day 7, if he's only immersing himself in the mikveh on day 8, either way everyone would agree he would have to wait for day 9. So why, as we thought, Hill was indicating was because he cut his hair on day 8, which Rub is explaining, no, it's not because of the hair cutting, it's because he only immersed himself in the mikvah on day 8. So why does it say that he cut his hair on day 8? So rather, the rush explains is because that was the norm, where a person would cut his hair on the day when he becomes tar, when he immerses himself in the mikvah, as the Pasuk says. So therefore, that's what Hill is teaching, that if he delayed his hair cutting, which usually goes together with the procedure of immersing himself in the mikvah, that's why, according to everybody, yes, even Rib- Reb Tarfin, who agrees to Reb Kiva, you would have to wait for day 9, not because you didn't cut your hair on day 7, but rather because you didn't immerse yourself in the mikvah on day 7. So, so you only immerse on day 8, you're at Tvul Yom, you have to wait for the sundown, and then you could only bring your karbanas the next day on day 9. Now, in a related discussion regarding the halachas of Tumah, the Gemara says, Amabaya, Abaya says, Ashkechesinu l'chavrei d'rav nosen says, I encountered the, the, the Chaverim, the group of Rav Nassim Bar Haishya, the Yasvin V'Ka'am, and they were sitting and they were saying the following b'risa. They said, and this is a Pasuk Yikra, which talks about the halachas of a Zav, a Zav is a, a male that has certain emissions that come out of his, out of his aver, out of his male member, and it says within Parashas Mitzayr, it says, that if the Zav will become purified from his Ziva, so then he's going to count seven days for his Tahara process, then Bechibis Bogadov, he'll wash his clothing, Verachatz Besar Bamayim, and he'll immerse his flesh in water, meaning in the mikvah. Then on day eight, he'll take these two tarim, these two turtle doves, and that's what the Gemara quotes over here, Uvalof Ne Hashem El Pesach El Moed. Then he'll come in front of Hashem to the opening of the Oil Moed, which is the Mishkan, that's the tent of the assembly, that's the equivalent of the, of the Machna Shechina, the, where there's three different camps. The Machna Shechina is where that, that would be called the Azara, which is the actual courtyard of the Beis Amigdash, which is the holiest place. And then there's the Harabayis, which is the equivalent of Machna Levi, where the Levi were in the Midbar in the desert. And there's Yerushalayim, which is the equivalent of Machna Yisrael 
in the times of the Midbar, which that's the three concentric circles of sanctity. So it says that he, he would come and they bring his carbonus to the entryway of the Olmoid. And then he gives his carbonus to, to the coin. Now actually, the rush brings in terse koinim. The way this idea is, is presented is that you would think he could tell you, well, that same day when he's bringing his carbonos, in other words, that he, that he could wait till day eight. So that's what it teaches, that he comes in front of Hashem, which that's, as we'll explain, that's a reference to Shar Nikonar. Nikonar's gate, which in the times of the base of Migdash, that's where the Zav, who's coming to bring his carbonos, would come to. Now, another question is, that's what the, the Bryce is discussing. When does the Zav come? When could he come to what the Pasuk is calling it, Lefne Hashem? So that the Bryce says, That, if he already immersed himself in the mikvah and he had sundown on day 7, now we're on day 8, when, which as the Pasuk says, that's when he brings his karbanas, in, that's when he could. But if he didn't immerse himself in the mikveh yet and have sundown from that day and now it's the day afterwards, then not. That's what the Bryce says. Now, the Rush just explains that Shah Nikonor, which is called Nikonor's Gate, there are many gates going into the base of Migdash, is the, is the gate where you would enter from the Ezus Nashim, which is still part of Machin Leviyah, meaning part of the, the larger area of the, temp, of, the temple, of the Temple Mount, which is Harabayas. Then, if you go through Shar Nikonu, you come into the Machnashchina, which is part of the Dazar that's considered the holiest area. Now, Shar Nikonu itself, the gate itself, was not sanctified like the Kedusha of Machnashchina. And therefore, again, as we said, it has the Halach of Machn Leviya, the Levit camp. As Gemara explains in Sech Tepsach. Now, the Rush points out, and this is what the Bryce is saying, that obviously when it says Lefne Hashem, that the Zav, who is, didn't yet have his Karbanas yet, so he's still what's called in halacha mechusik ipurim. He's still lacking atonement. That obviously that lefnei Hashem is a reference to shar nikkuna. The reason being is because he can't say lefnei Hashem literally mean in front of Hashem, which actually the pasuk says that al pesach el moed, which would sound like it's the entryway of the heichel itself. It can't be, and the gemara later on will actually explain what is this reference of oil moed to. Can't be in the azar itself because he's a mechusik ipurim. And as the Gemara actually at the end of this, on, on the top of Memheim and Alf, learns out from the words, that if someone is mechusik that he's actually chayv karis if he goes into machin So obviously, when it says lefnei Hashem, the, the Zav, who although he counted his seven days and he already immersed himself in the mikvah, so he's already tful yoyim, he's just lacking his, and he had shayv shemesh, and he's just lacking the atonement of his karbans on day eight, Obviously, Lefnei Hashem doesn't mean he's literally in the Machna Shechina, in the Azara, because even if you're Mechusik you can't go in there. Rather, it means a reference to the Sharm Nikonur, which is still part of Machna Now, one thing the Rosh points out, that this, that it was obvious to the Tana, this Braisa, that the Tfulyoim of a Zav can't enter into Machna even, in other words, because we're saying that it's only, like it says, Amos Ayhubo, when could he come? If not only did he immerse himself in the mikvah, a tful yom is generally the term given for someone that only immersed in the mikvah, but he didn't have sundown yet. So the Bryce is saying that no, only if you have sundown and you already had sunset, you already had the immersion in the mikvah and you had sunset already, and now you're, let's say, the next day, then you could come and bring your karbanis and come into the machnavia. But 
the understanding is, but if he's a Tful Yoim, then he can't enter into Machna Leviyah, where, although generally a Tful Yoim of a Mass, who, or a Tful Yoim of a Sheretz, could enter into Machna Leviyah, as the Gemara will explain later on. So the reason was because of the understanding of the Pasuk sounded like that it says on day 8 is Uvalaf Hashem. Then he could come in, meaning when he's only a Mechusiki Purim, when he already is past the stage of a Tful Yoim. But it sounds like before that, if he's on, let's say, day seven, although he's a full yam already, then he can't enter. It's only when he's on day eight. That's what the Bryce said. And this is what Abayu over here is the Chavra of Nosan Mahayushi is saying. Now, on that, they commented, the Chavra, they said, Amma, what you see from this Bryce is, Kesavr Tful Yom Shalzav Kizabdam. That obviously the town of this Bryce held that just like a Zav is forbidden to go into Machna Levia, which is the, the larger area of the Temple Mount, so too, obviously, a tful yaim of a zav, which means say, he's not just a zav, he already had immersed in the mikvah, which low, downgrades his tumah somewhat, and then when he has sunset, when he's just a mechasek yipurim, downgrades it even, even more, that obviously that regards to entering into the, into the machin levia, he's the, same, he's the same way. Now, moreover, there's, a, there's an additional point over here which will be contended by Abaya, that it was assumed by the Chevra of Reb Nosson Bar-Hoshia that although this Pasik that is being quoted here in the Brisa is talking about, meaning the person when he has a Ziva, if he has one time, so then he just, he just counts one day. If he has two times Ziva, so then he has to count seven days and then become Tar. If he has three times in a row, whether on one day or three consecutive days, then he has to count seven days and he has to bring Karbanas. Now, although this Pasik is talking about by a Zav of Balgimel Rias, that's what the Pasik is talking about over there, because that's the one who brings Karbanis, still the Chevra thought that the same halacha would apply by a Tful Yoim of a Zav of two Rias, that are only two emissions. Now, the reason would be because since Tumah came out of his body, so that's a stringent halacha of Tumah. So, although a regular Tful Yoim could enter Machin Levia, but the Tful Yoim of a Zav, would have the same halacha like a Zav itself, would not be able to enter Machna Levia. Now, the reason for this is because it didn't entertain for them to think that there should be any more stringency by a person that's a Tful Yom of a Zav because he also has to bring Karbonus, which is called Mechusikipura. Now, since there's no difference in the halacha then of the Tumah of the Zav between the Tful Yom of a Zav of two Re'is to three Re'is, and so therefore, again, although the Pasuk is talking about, which again will be contended by Abaya that's actually specific for that, the Chevra thought to say that there's no real difference. They both have to wait seven days. They both have this Tumah. And <clears throat> from the fact that this one has to bring Karbanis, that's just he has to bring Karbanis. But in regards to this Tumah, there's no great astringency. And therefore, since the inference is, as we see from the Brisa, an explanation of the Pasuk, that you can only come Lifne Hashem on day eight, but day seven, although you have, are you ready to full yoim, you cannot enter into Machna Levia. So therefore, we see that must be that a full yom of a zav, which again they're assuming applies even to if you had two riyas, nothing to do with the carbon per se. It's just that you have to be ready past the stage of full yoim when you had sundown. Only then can you enter into Machna Levia, which would be the area of the Shara Nikana, But before that, you cannot. More with the Rosh says actually the pasuk says mizayvoi, which elsewhere we expound that to mean that mikza zayvoi, 
So therefore you see that, which is the element of two re'is, of two omissions. So therefore you see the concept of two omissions, and therefore the chavra of Rabbi Nassim Bar-Hish was saying that once we see that the Tana holds, that the tefulyim of his is forbidden to come into Machel although, as we said, a tefulyim of Mess or of a Sheretz, where although they're also Tameh for whatever it is, let's say May seven days, and they can't enter into the same areas, but, and they're permitted, that obviously we see that this town holds that Zav is different, and since it's uh, something that's coming out of the body itself, in contradistinction to Mess and Sheretz, it's a more stringent Tumah, so therefore there the Halach is that the Tful Yoim is like the Zav itself, and that's why he can't enter into Machna Levia. That's what they said. Now that Abayah says, so I told them that I disagree. Because he said as follows. He said, He told them that based on your logic that you're trying to say, so then the same thing, the same thing should be that since you're saying an explanation of the Brisa, that you're explaining when the Brisa says that so when could this Zav come to bring his Karbanas? It's only if he first had immersed himself on day 7. And he already had sundown. You explained that halacha why? Because it says in the pasuk, first it says Hashem. Only after it says v'chiyitzer, only after it says it, it became tahar. Then you'll have on day eight l'fnei Hashem, which is only after the full yom and herev shemesh. So when that Abayah says, well then gabe nazar taminami. Then you should apply the same logical reading of the pesukim by nazar that becomes tami. Tachsev like it says in the pasuk in parashas nasei by uh, a Nazar that, become, that became Tomei, says that on the seventh day, Yigal Chano, he cuts his hair, and says, on the eighth day is when he brings Beis Tarim or Beis Bnei Yoyin, and that's when he brings his Karbanas. Now it says, and the Behebi Oisam El HaKoyin Al Pesach El that he brings them to the Koyin, to the entryway of the Oil Moyin. Now, Emosahuba, when does this Nazar Tomei come, Al Pesach El to bring his Karbanas, to purify himself, and then to start over his Nazirs? Is it when he only immersed himself in the mikvah, Or is it only after he has Harif Shemesh? So you would say, based on the reading, the way you did it by, in your understanding of the Brisa, that regarding to the Zav, it would be Bizman Shetavl, Ba'asa Harif Shemesh. It would be only after he immersed himself in the mikvah, and that he had sundown. Because it says the same thing that it says by the Zav, it says by the Nazar Tamitu. It says that he purifies himself. And then he brings his karbanis. So you want to infer that's the halacha by the zav, where, oh, so you see at first he has to immerse himself and have sandan, and then only the next day, when he has not only tefil yom, but harab shemesh, then he could go ahead and bring his karbanis, which you want to infer. It's not a din in karbanis, it's not a din in the zav that had three emissions. Even though any tefil yom that had two emissions, a tefil yom of a zav is like a zav. But on that, uh, by saying, then the same thing you should say by another tummy, where it says the same sequence, and therefore he also should only be able to come and bring his karbanas, in other words, enter the area of Machna Levia, only after he immersed and had sundown. That Abayah says, as we continue on Aleph, that that's not true, and I'll prove it to you. It says, Mechdi, let's see. Shari Nikonur Heichakayam, the Nikonur gates, what area of halacha was that considered? That's Bashar Levia, that's in the, the, in the area of Machna Levia. Now, Vatanya, we learned in the Bryce that says, Tommy Mace, Mutulikonis, someone that is Tommy from touching a dead person, even if he didn't immerse himself in the mikvah, is allowed to go into the Machna Leviyah. 
Now, so the Bryce says, not only someone that became Tommy from a dead person, a dead person is allowed to come onto the Harabayas, is allowed to come into the area of Machnavi like it says in the Pasik. It says that Moshe Bainu took the bones of Yosef with him. My Imai, what does it mean with him? It means Imai b'mechitzas, it means with him in his boundaries, in here where he lived, which is Imai b'machna leviyah, was with him, which that Moshe Rabbeinu was a levi, was in, was in machna leviyah. Now, therefore, what Abayah says, if that's the case, then definitely you cannot infer from the way you're reading the Pesukim that until day eight, the Nazar Tomei can't enter into machna leviyah, because we see, what was he already? He was a Nazar. Nazar has no problem going anywhere. And he was Tomei. So what? A, a, a corpse itself is allowed to come into Machnavi, into the Shari Nikra. So rather says Abaya. so what does it mean when it says, that on the eighth day he comes to bring his carbon? Not like the way you're trying to say, to say that, oh, up until now, on day seven, let's say when he was a Tfulium, it was forbidden for him to enter into Machnavi. No, it's just coming to say when he brings his carbon, which is on day eight. Now, if that's the case, says Abaya then that shouldn't be limited to the reading in the, regarding to the Nazar Tomei, then the same thing is regarding a Zav. From where does the Tana know that it's forbidden to enter into the Machna Levia, into the Shari Nikonur, on day 7? What's the problem? I just proved to you that it's full Yoim is allowed to go in, in other words, because it's not a Din, and you're reading, it's, it's based on your reading of the Pesukim, where you said, oh, must be, that hmm, you can't, it says first become tar, and then the next day you come in. So you understood that means to say, oh, because on day seven you're Tzvul Yom, that's why you can't. Next day when you're past the stage of Tzvul then you could come. So then I'm, I'm proving you that that's not true because I have another Pasuk by Nazar Tomei where it has the same sequence and that's not true that you have to first become tar and then you could enter. It's just saying that the next day you bring your carbonus because that's when you bring it. But actually a Nazar Tomei could come into Machin into the area where he brings the carbonus, even on day seven, even when there's a tzvul yom, because he could even come when he's actually tamei or a corpse itself. So then, so then, what is the source that the brisa then has? If I'm if I'm disputing your interpretation of the brisa, then what is the understanding? What is the source if it's not the sequencing of the pesukim to teach us that a zav that's bringing his carbonus can't enter into the area of Sharon Nikonor until he has tefillah and herb shemesh? Rather, Abayah says, and the Girsa of the Rush, and Taisis to add on the words, that I'm disputing your inference. That actually, a, 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 a Zav that has immersed himself on day seven, specifically, and this is the point that he's contending with them, if let's say he was a Zav that had only two emissions. So, since he's not para, and now here we're using it in a stringent sense, meaning it's day seven. But not only is it enough for him to immerse himself and wait for the sunset, which is the halacha by uh, a zav that has two re'ez, a zav that had three re'ez would also require tefillah, harav shemesh, and to bring his karbonus the next day. Now, uh, that is what Abai is saying that's not true. A tefillah of zav, meaning if the only thing he has in his way is tefillah and then harav shemesh, specifically a zav that had two emissions, since he doesn't have to bring karbonus the next day, so then actually the moment after he immerses himself in the mikvah, He's allowed to go into the Machna Leviyah. Now, the Brisa, and this is what Abai says, not like the Chavah was saying, is not learning out from the, the, the superfluosity of the sequence 
and making the inference of the Pesukim. Because it's not true, that's the way the Pesuk writes. It says, Hashem, that he comes in front of Hashem. But not to say that up until now he couldn't come into front of Hashem. So that's not the point that the Bryce is coming from. And therefore your inference is incorrect from the Bryce that full Yom of Azab is not like Azab. He could come there. But still, and this is the understanding of the Brisa, that a Tfulyom of Azav, you're right, even so, that a Tfulyom of Azav of two Re'iyas is permitted to enter, but a Tfulyom of Azav that had three emissions, Kivin the Kapar, since besides the fact that he has to have Tfilah and Harab Shemesh, he also has to, he's lacking Karbanis, atonement that he has to bring the next day, Loi Ayel, he's not allowed to enter into the Machin even though he's a Tfulyom. And as Abaya explains, says that this was that was obvious to the town of the Brisa, that it's forbidden for the, the Zav that to go into the Shar Nikonur until he had Tvila and Herb Shemesh and Sundown is being understood from the from the Pasik. How so? Because if it's true that where he comes to bring his karbanas is in the Machnalavia, because a Mahusikipara could only go into Machnalavia, which is by the Shar Nikonur, to bring his karbanas, because the Mechusikiparim, as the Gemara will shortly explain, is never allowed to go into Machna So if that's true, that's where he's bringing his karbanas. And again, this Abaya, how is he explaining where the time of the Bryce is coming from? So then, then why does the Pasig say that he brings his karbanas Pesach oil to the entryway of the oil moid? Now, the oil moid is Machna So what does it mean that he's coming to the entryway of the Machna if we're proving that, no, he's obviously coming to the Shara Nikonah, which is Machna Levia. So and that is what Abai explains, was where the time of the Bryce was coming from. Remember, that comes to teach you that the, putting an oil maid over here is to tell you that Mahasam, just like over there by the oil maid, meaning by Machna Shechina, Kapara, Loi Ayol, someone that's lacking atonement, even if he had Tvul Yom and he had Herb Shemesh. He's not allowed to, uh, even though the only thing he's lacking is karbanis, he cannot go into the machna shechina, which Gemara will shortly explain the source of that. So too, for the machna levia, in other words, which is where the zav goes to bring his karbanis, which is the shah nikonar, nami, there it's also that mechusik kapara, someone that's lacking atonement. In other words, since he didn't have herv shemesh, in other words, there's two things working against him. A, that he's just a tful yaim because he's in day 7, and he's going to have to bring Karbanas the next day, against, because we're talking about specifically, Azav of Gemori is, he's not allowed to go ahead and enter even into the Machna Leviyah. And therefore, this is the source that, yes, not because he's a Tful Yom of Azav, a Tful Yom of Azav, let's say if he has two Re'iz, Abayi says, I dispute with you. I say that there's no reason, there's no source for that to say that he can't enter and although you had been learning that that was the time that the Bryce is saying because of the Pesukim, which says that he has to first be purified and then the next day he could come into that area, that's not true. Because I'll show you by Nazar Tameh that has the same sequence of the Pesukim and, and he could go into that area. It's just saying that the next day he comes in there because that's just designating the time when he brings his Karbanas. So then what was the source of the time of the Bryce? It was specifically because of the one who brings his Karbanas where he's additionally to the fact of being a full Yom. He's also lacking atonement of his karbanas. That is where we make the equation that we find by Machna Shechina. If you're lacking atonement, you can't go in there. So Machna Levia, if you're besides lacking atonement, you're also just a Tzvul Yom, meaning you didn't even have sundown yet, then you can't enter 
into the Machna and that's why the Pasuk says you have to wait for the next day when you already had a Herb Shemesh, and now all you are is Machus Kapara, so then you can't go into Machna Shechina, but you can go into Machna Leviya to the Shan Nekuna. Now, on that, the Gemara asks, so, so how, is, how is it true? How do we know that a Machus Kapara can't go even, even if the only thing he has is lacking atonement? If he had already Tefillah and Herb Shemesh, that he can't go into Machna Shechina, which is what we're comparing the fact that it says Pesach El Moed, although we're talking about someone that's not in the area of Nazar, but rather in the Machna Leviya, because we said this to make the comparison that a Machus Kapara can't go into Machna Shechina, where do we know that from? The Tanakh Linda Brisa. Pasik says in Bamidbra, and this is Parakutes Pasik Yagimot, it says, Kalanagea Bemes, whoever touches a, a corpse, Benefesh Odmash Yomas, the soul of a person that passed away, Veloyeschat, and he, he didn't purify himself. So as Mishkan Hashem Time, he is, he's going to defile the Besa Migdash if he goes in like that. Benefesh Nefesh Himi Yisrael, he's going to have Karas, Kimei Nidele Zarklov, because he hasn't purified himself with the purification waters. So the Pasik ends up with two seemingly superfluous terms. It says, Tome Ye, he's going to be Tome. Well, we know he's Tommy. It says that he, he wasn't purified. So on that, the Bryce says, that is L'Rabbis Tful Yom. That comes to include a Tful Yom, which is somebody that immersed himself that day, that's, even though he's not just a regular Tommy person, which that's what the Pasuk's talking about, but he even immersed himself that day, he's not allowed to go into Machna Shechina. Then when the Pasuk continues with another superfluous, seemingly superfluous term, of Oit Tomas that his, still his Tomas on him, that goes a step further where the Pasuk is talking about a Tommy person. Then it added another term of Tamiya, even if he's a Tful Yom. Then when it says, That comes to include even something that's lacking atonement, meaning even though he's, a, he's already Tful Yom, and he even had Harav Shemesh, and all the thing he has is lacking atonement, that is coming to say, for example, someone that's a Zav, or Mitzayru, or Yeladis, where it's a Tama intrinsically from their body, not extrinsically, like touching a Tame like touching someone that's uh, like a mast or a sheretz, that's what's saying he's lacking atonement. Those are the ones who have to bring their karbanas. The next day, that's where we say that he can't enter into the area of the machna shechina, even if all he is a mechusa kapar. So that's the source for that. And again, that's why we said it says, Oyo Pesach to tell you that that's the reason why the Zab of Baal Gimlari is, who has to bring a carbon, can't enter into the area of the Shar Nikna, of the Machin Leviya, to bring his Karbanis, which is where he has to go to, because the Bailam have to be there by the carbon, only until day 8. But again, Abayah says, not because the Tful Yem Abizav is Kezav Dami, not true, Tful Yem Abizav is a lower level than Tum and then the Zav, and just like Tful Yem of Mas, Tful Yem of Sheretz, they could enter Machin Leviya, so to Tful Yem Abizav, but the Baraisa that it was saying, that the the Zav can't go as a Tful Yom. It has to wait for the next day. It was talking specifically regarding a Zav that had three emissions, three Re'ez, who he has to bring Karbanas. So there is where we say that, ah, besides being, besides being a Tful Yom, he's also Mechus Kapara. Then, that's where we learn out from the comparison to Pesach HaYilmaid, we're just like Machna Shechina. A Mechus Kapara can't go into. So too, for a Tful Yom, that's also Mechus Kapara, can't even go into Machna Leviyah.